The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Christy Delich, who's the Deputy Director of Office of Visitor Services at the Smithsonian Institution. Hi, Christy. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Ron. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome. And thanks for joining us. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your role at the Smithsonian. Sure. So to give you an idea of the size and scope of what we're talking about here of the Smithsonian Institution, we are 19 museums plus a zoo, 12 research centers and nine gardens, 154 million museum objects and specimens viewed by roughly 30 million visitors per year. And our purpose and vision is to increase and diffuse knowledge across the spectrum of human inquiry. Like you said, I'm the deputy director for the Office of Visitor Services at the Smithsonian. And my current role is wildly different from when my museum career launched in 2002. I actually started my museum career at the Arizona State Museum in the collections department, cataloging a collection of about a thousand Greek and Roman pots. And I found repetition, motion of numbering each pot to be very therapeutic, but labeling pottery was not holding my interest. So I ended up actually moving to the D.C. area in the summer of 2003 for an internship at the Smithsonian's National Museum of Natural History, this time working in the paleobiology department, testing sediment samples for one of the scientists who was at the time researching the sunken city of Herculaneum located in Lower Egypt. But I've always had an interest in anything of the great unknown or mystery. So ancient worlds and, and studying classics were my areas of interest. But I've always also been a people person, which doesn't necessarily lend itself to opportunity when in a lab surrounded by rock samples. So in 2005, I accepted a receptionist position at the National Building Museum, which eventually led to the culmination of Director of Visitor Services. It was at the Building Museum that I learned this is where I belonged. I never thought it would lead to being the mother of robots at the Smithsonian, but it did. And today, in addition to working with Pepper, I have the privilege of working alongside many amazing and very talented people across the Smithsonian. Great. Well, I think that's part of why we're so enthusiastic about having you joining us here on the AI Today podcast, because you've had such a broad range of experiences and especially dealing not just with academic things and research things and technology things, but the public interacting with them. And in particular, as we heard from you when you were on that panel at the Department of Transportation event that we were participating on as well, we heard that the Smithsonian recently welcomed Pepper, which is an interactive humanoid robot from SoftBank Robotics. And you're one of the first museums in the world to experiment with this new and innovative technology. So can you tell us what led you to bring Pepper on board? Yeah, because we're an education research complex, it is our goal to not only know our visitors' habits, but to find the next new tool that will allow for more personalized experiences that align with how our visitors learn. And we chose Pepper to be that vehicle to help us achieve those goals. In the beginning, we knew little about Pepper's capabilities, but knew that Pepper was becoming more known in the customer-centric sectors like retail, hospitality, and financial services, and has since been very successful in supporting its human colleagues by enabling them to focus on more complex duties while creating more interesting experiences for the customers. 
So this to us sounded like it was a perfect fit for our needs and our visitors' interests. Great. You know, it's not every day that people get to interact with robots. So it's a really unique experience that you can offer to help enhance the visitor experience in general. So can you tell us how visitors' overall experience is enhanced with Pepper? I know when we met you at the Department of Transportation event, you had talked a little bit about children and how they interact with Pepper, and that's different than adults. And maybe what you've learned about these interactions with robots and how maybe you'll enhance the overall experience going forward. I think one of the most interesting observations we continue to encounter time after time is that most people, no matter the age or tech background or interest, they are never too sure on how to approach Pepper. They generally start their interaction about five to six feet away from Pepper. But as soon as they inch towards that three foot mark, which is when Pepper can sense you, Pepper starts the dialogue. So this almost always throws our museum visitors into this delightful frenzy. And I think it's because one, they weren't expecting Pepper to start the conversation. And two, Pepper is the nicest robot you'll ever meet. And you just don't expect it. So this is when the walls come down and visitors are now comfortable with asking Pepper anything, which we have learned to use to our and the visitor's advantage. So for example, at the Hersher Museum and Sculpture Garden, we place Pepper in front of the Big Man exhibit, which is this very large, unclothed figure sculpture. And a piece like this can be difficult for visitors who don't frequent contemporary art galleries, and they don't necessarily know how to interpret or how to feel comfortable enough to ask a gallery guide questions, especially about big man. So Pepper naturally takes down those barriers and allows visitors to ask the questions they might not have otherwise asked. So we consider Pepper to be a great conversation starter and companion while visiting our museums. Well, great. I mean, at the Department of Transportation event, you talked a little bit about some of the the specific things that the Pepper robot is doing at the various Smithsonian institutions and the Hirschhorn in particular. Can you share maybe with the audience some things that you shared there about the kinds of experiences that Pepper is is having and in some ways it's enhancing the visitor experience? Yeah, the plan right now for Pepper is to reach a point where conversations are a bit more natural and our visitors have the ability to ask Pepper just about anything, which would relieve museum staff from having to program Pepper's content as frequently as they do today. But aside from our wishes of natural conversation, a staff member, like you mentioned, at one of our education centers, the Art Lab, which is part of the Hirshhorn, he has made some incredible discoveries with some of Pepper's abilities and potential to utilize AI and AI tools, which gives us great hope to future possibilities. So we've come to realize that Pepper's potential will only go as far as our imagination. So we are in turn are in control of Pepper's fate and having that creative control is our inspiration. It's our livelihood. The Smithsonian is an institution of creators and innovators, and that's what makes us interesting. Yeah. And I know that you said that right now, a lot of Pepper's interactions are programmed, but that's hopefully not, you know, where you want to go long term, where you get to use some AI capabilities to have more advanced chat features instead of, you know, pre-programmed. And I think that that's probably going to happen as people continue to get comfortable with Pepper being around and you guys continue to have Pepper and, you know, have that background. So I know that Pepper's only in a few Smithsonian museums right now. Is the goal to release him in all of them? That is our goal. So we're hoping that the next phase after we wrap up the pilot phase, which is what's happening right now, is that we prepare ourselves for an SI-wide expansion. So we'll go through the process of closing out our pilot process, our pilot phase, which will help us understand and examine and analyze all of Pepper's capabilities and kind of lessons learned through the first eight to nine months. 
And then that way, what we'll do is we will start working with museums across the Smithsonian to see where pepper would be best utilized in certain areas of the museums. But we're hoping that we have about 20 to 30 more peppers to spread across the Smithsonian. Great. Well, I think it sounds like people are having a really great experience here. And I think this is part of where we are with innovation with robots. People haven't quite figured out. And we know about robots in the context of industrial you know, facilities. And we're starting to see them in places like hospitals and hotels, but we haven't quite yet experienced them in places like museums where this is new and innovative. But I know that museums are always innovating the ways that they interact with their guests and their visitors. You know, everything from like, I know mobile apps have really revolutionized a lot of stuff. I know that museums have really done a lot with augmented reality. Whenever there's innovation, you know, of course, stuff on the website, interactive opportunities, people love that stuff. So I think that's great. So basically, as a final note, then we just love to kind of get your idea. You know, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to the Smithsonian and museums in, in general? You know, I struggle with this one. I'm not sure that I have yet come across any accurate predictions regarding the future of AI, seeing how there are different camps when it comes to the theory of AI. You have utopians and dystopians, but like anything else we introduce to our daily operation here, because we're such a large complex. We test, examine, analyze, and test again. So I will also say that SoftBank Robotics is a great partner who have been incredibly supportive and stayed by our side as we explore this new territory. And also museums in general are some of the world's oldest institutions. So naturally, it could be really challenging to introduce and implement these new emerging technologies into existing cultural spaces. I think we're optimistic. I know we're optimistic. I think we're interested in learning a little bit more about not only Pepper's capabilities, but AI in general, or AE at this point, artificial emotion. So understanding what we have in front of us and then testing it, examining and then testing again, which is usually our model. That's great. You know, this was a really insightful podcast and we are definitely interested to see where you guys continue to take Pepper and your use of artificial intelligence in general. So stay in touch and hopefully we can have you on for an update soon. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, Christy, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate you participating. Yeah, and I do have a few videos in the show notes that I'll add that shows Pepper in action. So any of our listeners that want to see Pepper and aren't in the D.C. area to visit the Smithsonian in person, you can check Pepper out on the links that I have. I was going to call him a he, but Pepper is... Yeah. <laughs> Pepper's gender neutral. We just say Pepper. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts in the show notes. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also, subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.